D F It is Friday, October 21st here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 7 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaap. With me, as always, Jared Smola. Jared, for QB and Cash, what are you playing on FanDuel this week? Kind of the same deal here as we talked about drafting. He's like, I want to play Geno Smith for $6,800. Um, but if there's no Tyler Lockett, I'll probably get off him. It's easier to fit the higher-priced quarterbacks on FanDuel. I do like Justin Herber here for $8,100. Um, you know, pass-heavy chargers offense that's not going to change in this matchup against seattle seattle is 26th in football outsiders pass defense dvoa they're 29th in adjusted points allowed to quarterbacks and you know despite the chargers struggles last week they do have the second highest implied total on the week at 27.5 points so you know the, the bookmakers are not worried about this chargers offense especially in this matchup yeah i justin herbert's my starting point here 8100 bucks i think we can get to him salary wise on FanDuel this week seattle is the fourth best scoring matchup for quarterbacks by our adjusted fantasy points allowed herbert has lagged the past two weeks in fantasy production but he was seventh among quarterbacks in fantasy points through through the first four weeks so it's not like we're worried about him overall he seems safer to me than Geno Smith and Dak Prescott. We talked about the injury with uh, Tyler Lockett. We talked about Dak Prescott's thumb. You know, there's plenty of upside to Dak this week. There's also the downside risk of him not having played football in a while. Maybe the thumb being something less than hundred percent. So, I mean, you can lean to either one of those guys who are cheaper than Justin Herbert, if you feel better about either of them, but Herbert's going to be my starting point, and I'll just go down from there if I need to to fit other things that I want in my lineup. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's the other guy I'd consider. Um, you're saving 700 bucks off of Justin Herbert, and he, he still seems safe, safe to me. If you expect them to go pass heavy again, unlike what they did last week, I think you know Brady's a pretty safe bet at that price tag. On the GPP side, if you check the lineup generator, we've got Justin Herbert, we've got Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson well ahead of the rest of the quarterbacks in ownership projection. So, Jared... How does that shape who you're picking for your tournament QB here? Yeah, none of the ownership projections. I mean, they're all between 10 and 12%. None of those are high enough to get me off those guys. Um, I do think Dak Prescott's interesting as a tournament play. Like, but there's downside risk because he's coming off a injury to his throwing thumb. But if he's healthy Dak Prescott in this matchup against the Lions, like, you know, there, there's upside for him to lead the slate in fancy points. So I think he's worth a look in tournaments. Um, and same goes for Lamar Jackson. You know, he has that ceiling. Patrick Mahomes is the interesting one too. Um, it does seem like the Niners defense is getting healthier, um, but we know uh, Eric Armstead's out. What's his name? Uh, Tofunga. Tofunga. He's questionable. Traverius Ward is questionable. So, and we saw that defense struggle last week against Atlanta. So I kind of want to see about those injuries, but if, you know, those two secondary pieces are out, uh, I think Mahomes is a pretty interesting tournament play. Yep. Halafoa Tufunga. Um, I like Joe Burrow at 8,300, $200 more than Justin Herbert. I think that's going to help his ownership rate. He's got much better weapons at this point than Herbert does with the injuries to the chargers and just as good a matchup as Herbert has this week. If you look at the team projected totals by the Vegas numbers, we got the Cowboys and chargers tied at 27 and a half Bengals are next at 26.75. So less than a point behind the chargers behind the Cowboys. Burrow had a big game last week, so we don't have to say, I think he has it in him. We saw it. It was there. Um, the Falcons are the third most friendly QB scoring matchup by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. Jamar Chase, he obviously he's somebody you consider playing with Joe Burrow. Maybe you just go ahead and play him. He's sixth in projected ownership among wide receivers. So I think 
you know, that's not a level that alters anything that you're planning with him. I think that's lower than you might anticipate him being coming off a two touchdown game. So maybe that's another um, mark in favor of playing that Bengals stack. We've also got T Higgins at $1,400 less than Jamar Chase in salary. And I think both of those guys are very similar bets in terms of what we should expect to get from them uh, in this game in terms of both floor and ceiling. So I'll talk more about T Higgins when we get down to receivers, but I like stacking the Bengals in this game. Yeah. Burrow's interesting on Fandle just because where he's priced, um, you know, he's priced close to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I think that is going to keep his ownership down relative to where it's going to be on DraftKings. I think that Matt Ryan is in play on the sneakier end. Jimmy Garoppolo is a hundred dollars less, so he might be in play, but I'd rather play Matt Ryan. Each of these guys, 2% projected ownership in our lineup generator right now. Chiefs and Titans are both positive matchups for quarterbacks. So I, I'm looking in that range. If I want to save some salary and pay up somewhere else running back for cash Jared, what do you like? Yeah. Josh Jacobs is priced better here. He's not as big a value on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings. I'm still going to play him in tournaments. I think, you know, he's, to me, he's the best bet for raw fantasy points among running backs on this slate. Um, He has 62 carries and 16 targets over his last three games. He's averaging 24 FanDuel points per game over that span. Raiders, seven-point home favorites on Sunday against the Texans, 26.25 point implied total. And Houston is 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. I love Joe Mixon's salary on FanDuel this week at 7,400 bucks. The usage has absolutely been there. If you look around him in not only the rankings, but in our um, FD dollars per point, you see a bunch of 8K running backs around him. And that's because those guys have gotten the same usage. They've also been finding the end zone. Joe Mixon hasn't been as lucky in that range, but this offense is getting better. Uh, the matchup is terrific. Atlanta's not going to stop Cincinnati from doing anything, despite what you might have seen against San Francisco last week. So I'm going to go ahead and play Joe Mixon in cash this week. Kenneth Walker is a little bit expensive relative to everybody else over here. I think he's still a pretty good bet, but there's a chance that Seattle falls behind in this game and takes the ball away from him. Don't you think? Yeah, I prefer Brees Hall, who's $300 more. I just feel safer about his passing game role if the Jets do fall behind. And I think there's a much lesser chance the Jets fall behind than the Seahawks do. Um, so if I can afford to you know, get the 300 extra bucks to get the Brees Hall, I'd rather use him in cash. Now, on the tournament side, if we look at the projected ownership in the lineup generator, we've got Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, all at 20% plus. Are any of those guys in your tournament plans? Yeah, they all are because running back's the position where I am willing to go chalky because it's I think it's the most predictable position. We're just looking for the volume. So I will have those guys in tournaments. The two off-the-board guys I might play, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I feel like I've been playing them a lot in tournaments. It's paid off a couple times. Man, this this Ravens defense, we started the year you know, attacking it with passing games, but the Ravens are now 10th in football outsiders, pass defense, DVOA, 24th against the run. Uh, they're 20th in adjusted points allowed to running backs. They're allowing 4.5 yards per carry to running backs. And for Hunt especially, Baltimore is also bottom four in catches and receiving yards allowed to running backs. So it's been a good matchup for backs on the ground and in the passing game. Uh, you know, obviously you have to pay a bunch more for Nick Chubb. Um, Cream Hunt for 5,800 bucks. I think he's a really nice value and he's still going to you know, be single digit owned. Yeah, I think that missing nose tackle Mike Michael Pierce is not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. He used to be a Raven, but now he's elsewhere. Anyway, so I, I agree. That's a matchup that has uh, changed from what we expected. Kareem Hunt has not put up big numbers against the Ravens over the past two years. So I was hesitant to play him. But, 
you know, I looked at the same DVOA numbers that you were talking about too. And I can't argue with that. So on the tournament side, I think betting on Browns running backs is a good idea. Derrick Henry more expensive here than he was on DraftKings, So I'm less interested in him over here. Jonathan Taylor, by comparison, $1,200 cheaper. Are you getting any Jonathan Taylor in this week against the Titans? I probably won't get there. I don't think he's a bad play at the price tag. Um, Tennessee's been tough against the rundown. They totally limited Jonathan Taylor in their first matchup. You know, maybe I'm overrating that. You know, Taylor, I think, can win in any matchup. But there's just too many other better running back plays for me to get to JT this week. And just to correct, I was looking at Michael Pierce, and he's wearing a Vikings jersey in the headshot, <laughs> but he is with the Baltimore Ravens now. So I confused myself twice in looking him up. So he is on IR. He is missing from that run defense. He is certainly a mark in favor of playing Browns running backs against the Ravens. And folks, that's a lesson in looking things up as you're talking live. <laughs> Sometimes you just get yourself confused and stop making right. sense. So we'll move on to wide receivers now, Jared. And I think Cash, you just start with CeeDee Lamb, right? Yeah, I'm starting with C.D. Lamb, who, you know, 32% target share so far this season. Um, and now he's going to get probably more passing volume and more efficient passing from Dak Prescott and the great matchup against the Lions. I think D.K. Metcalf is just as good a value. 6900 bucks for D.K. Metcalf. He's wide receiver 15 in salary, wide receiver 5 in our projections. And those projections are still assuming that Tyler Lockett plays. Like if Lockett does not play, that's going to push more target share Metcalf's way. So I think he's a he's a big value at that price. I agree. CD Lamb, just to get back, third in the league in target share, five plus catches in five straight games this season. His catch rate, though, 55% versus 66% over the previous two years. His yards per catch are down one and a half versus last year's number, which had Dak Prescott for almost the entire season. I think he missed one game last year. He's also been running from the slot 58% of the time. So we've seen Detroit a couple times so far play an outside receiver a little tougher. So if there's any concern for that, there's less of a concern here because CeeDee Lamb spends a lot of time inside the formation where Detroit does not have a whole lot to go against him. T. Higgins is somebody else that I'm considering for cash here. He trails Jamar Chase in our um, FD dollars per point this week, but just as good a floor bet at $1,400 less in FanDuel salary. His target share too has been 24.8% over his four full games this year versus Chase's 26.4%. So very close to Chase's usage when he's been healthy. If you look at the number overall, if you check our historical stats page, that number is going to be different because T Higgins had one game that he left at halftime against Dallas with the concussion. He had another game where he appeared briefly, allegedly. I'm not, I didn't even see him on the field in that game before he disappeared with the ankle injury. So those two things are penalizing his target share overall. If you cut out those two games and everything else involved in those two games for his uh, sake, he's right with Jamar Chase in catch rate. He's also beating um, Jamar Chase in catch rate and yards per reception on the year. 70% catch rate for T Higgins. So he's just been a very reliable guy when he's actually been on the field and healthy to this point. Yeah, and Higgins uh, full practice on Thursday and Friday and not on the final injury report. So I, I do think he is safe to use in cash. GPP side, what do you like it wide out? Um, so I'll mention Brandon Ayuk here again, 6,300 bucks on FanDuel. Um, I think this you know could be a game the Niners have to go pass heavier than they want to if they fall behind the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are 29th in football outsiders, pass defense, DVOA, 23rd in adjusted points allowed. It's wide receivers. I also like Alan Lazard, um, 6,600 bucks, just 6% projected ownership. Over the last four weeks, Lazard's averaging 7.8 targets per game on a 21% target share. He's 15th among wide receivers in half PPR points per game over the last four weeks. 
and he gets Washington, who is dead last in our adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. I'm just surprised Lazard is not projected for more ownership at that price. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody likes Alan Lazard at this point. There were some some fans of him uh, back in draft season, but at this point, it's like he doesn't have the ceiling to pay off for me in DFS. Mike Evans, 7,600 against the Panthers. Mike Williams, 7,800 against the Seahawks. Michael Pittman, 7,500 against the Titans. All those guys sit at single-digit ownership projection in the lineup generator now. I don't think any of them should end up there. So if they stay there as of Sunday morning, I think they should all be in the plans for building tournament lineups. Amon Ross St. Brown is at 10% at 7,500 against the Cowboys. I think that that's still lower than he should be. So if he Mm -hmm. stays down there, I would go for him as well. He's still seventh among wideouts in target share for the season, despite that one game right before the bye where he played limited snaps. Uh, That's included in that target share. So his target share is even higher than that. So that's somebody that we know is going to get the ball probably going to be in a game where his team is trailing. We know the upsides there. We've already seen it this season. So I think he's squarely in play here. Yep. Agreed. Like him this week. Tight ends for cash. And actually I say cash, but Jared, is it just David and Joku for everything at 5,700 this week at tight end? Uh, for ca- Yeah, cash for sure. And he's projected for 5% ownership. So he's definitely in play for tournaments too. I mean, I think he should be in the mid sixes in FanDuel salary. He's 5,700. Joku leads all tight ends in receiving yards over the last four weeks, 308 receiving yards over his last four games. Um, and Baltimore has not been a good tight end defense. They are 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end. So easy cash game play for me. I mean, there's other good options. Kate Otten at 4,900 bucks and Greg Dalsich is $4,000. But I would definitely prefer to you know spend the extra money to get up to Njoku. Don't throw any Kate Otten or Greg Dulcich into the David Njoku hour. Come on. 5,700, as you mentioned. We don't need to go down to that 4K range. And beyond the numbers that you mentioned, the team is a 6.5-point underdog, so that favors the chances of Cleveland having to catch up and throw the ball. You know, in these lineups where we're not betting on them actually winning and, and running the ball plenty like we are our tournament lineups, you mentioned the friendly matchup. They're also 21st in football outsiders coverage DVOA against tight ends. So David Njoku is definitely my primary guy here. GPP side, like I said, for DraftKings, I'm curious to see how many people are playing Dalton Schultz because he's cheap yeah. and he's been a favorite target of Dak Prescott when healthy. Yeah, 4800 bucks for Schultz. Like he's a guy that's just going to be totally ownership projection dependent for me. Like if he's going to be popular, I'll probably you know say he's risky with the knee and the Dak's thumb and I'll stay away from him. But if he's like single digit owned, I think he, he makes sense for the price tag and the matchup. Uh, I think also down there, Frost and Moreau, I think 50 or sorry, 4,600 bucks on uh, FanDuel here. He averaged close to five targets per game, 41 yards per game in the six games that Darren Waller missed last season. Uh, the Raiders have a pretty high implied total this week. Texans 24th in adjusted fantasy points, a lot of tight ends. I think this is a good place to use Foster Moreau. I can get behind him as an entity. It's tough (laughs) for me to get behind Foster Moreau after one practice this week and being questionable for the game. Cause I just, I I just see me being like, Oh, I got him at 2% ownership. And then first quarter, they're like Foster Moreau out for the day. (laughs) Wait, we've been saying Moreau is questionable. He's off the final injury report. Was he? Yeah. He didn't have their, their thing (laughs) updated. Yeah, he went he went limited, limited full, and he's off the injury report. He's uh, he's good to go, and and Darren Waller is ruled out. So what am I doing here, Jared? And this, this is what happens when we do this, you know, when we're just just getting it. It's a it's a West Coast team. They just posted it. You know, I, I mean, happens. honestly, you know, I swear, I looked at it before, and it said it said out out limited, questionable, 
and now it's uh, it does say limited, limited, full. I I swear that that was what I read. So all right, I guess I'm wrong. Foster Moreau makes sense. I'm with you on it. Perfect. <laughs> um, I don't have any other tight ends. So let's move on to defense. What do you like? Uh, for cash, I always want to go cheap. I'm going to go with the Bengals this week. Um, Thirty six hundred bucks. They've they've been a pretty solid defense this season, and they're at home for Atlanta. Not Atlanta's not a great matchup. They run so much. I think it kind of limits the upside for defenses. But I think floor wise, the Bengals are, are are a pretty safe bet. Yeah, Bengals are fine here. I like them at thirty six hundred more than the Falcons at thirty three hundred in their matchup. You'll see them close together in the lineup generator. But that, I mean, that's because the Bengals have been a positive matchup overall. I think they were playing much worse over the first few weeks or much more erratically at least than they are right now. So I would rather not play the Falcons here. Chiefs 3,700 against the 49ers are interesting. If we have the salary left, I think the Bucks at 5K against the Panthers are obviously like the highest upside one here. We might get a shutout in that game. Uh, Vegas even, like the numbers say, we've got 13 as a team total for the Panthers in this game. I don't know if the Vegas numbers are capable of going lower than that for a team total. I haven't seen them go lower, so I'm not sure. It seems like Dallas is getting lost among the elite defenses this week. They're projected to just 2% ownership. You know, that pass rush against Jared Goff, if, you know, Goff is forced to drop back, you know, 40-plus times if they're playing from behind, that, that, that could bring a lot of upside for the Cowboys defense. Yeah, $4,700 there. They're seven-point home favorites, so I agree with them. Jets, 4300 a little bit sneaky as well against the Broncos with either a questionable Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon in that lineup. So there are a number of options here. I don't think that we're going to get a dominant one in terms of ownership projection to actually mm-hmm. sway the decisions that we're making here. Yeah, I agree. That's going to do it for the Week 7 FanDuel Podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can play around with the lineup generator and build your own lineups for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo DFS play. You can also find articles from Kevin on uh, top picks for cash and GPP lineups on FanDuel this week. For Jared Smoll and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaw saying thanks so much for swimming with us.